Welcome to Amplify Humanity, an original podcast from Portionality Media. I am your host doing the most, Portia Williams-Gates, founder and CEO of Portionality Media, LLC. Join us bi-weekly as we delve into community conversations that spotlight the issues and share good news for the collective. Welcome to our sounding board. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Amplify Humanity Podcast. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates, and we at Portionality Media are super excited for all of the things that are happening. So make sure you are subscribed to all of our platforms. Make sure you are following our newsletter, The Sounding Board. Make sure you are following this podcast, Amplify Humanity. Make sure you are following us on social media at Portionality Media everywhere. So do us a favor and yeah, follow and subscribe. And uh, guess what? Our podcast is in the same format of our IG live. So every Wednesday or so we are going live on our social media accounts and we are sharing uh, some good news, right? We are going through the amplifier. We're having a channel message. We're talking about what's popping in pop culture and there will be days and times where we will have guests joining us. So you will hear some of that right here on this podcast as well as on Instagram live. So however you are joining in or tuning in, just know that that content is coming to you one way or another. And so we thank you uh, for being here in this experience and we hope you enjoy the episode that we have coming for you. And so first and foremost, as always, we have the channel message. And so join us now for It's a Vibe. All right, y'all, let's get into this channel message. It's a vibe. And so this week, our channel message is coming from the deck, The Secret Language of Color by Ina Seagal. And the color that we have is violet, okay? And so violet is saying to us to create a balanced life, okay? And so we are in the liturgical season known as Lent, okay? Lent Lent is a time where we get to recognize in our journey that we are human beings, right? It's a time for us to reckon with our humanity. It's a time for us to understand that there is divinity in humanity and humanity is in divinity, okay? And so creating a balanced life, especially during this season in this liturgical season, and we just had the new moon in Pisces, it's good energy for us to think about what are the aspects of life that help us to be more balanced, right? Is it that we need to increase our imagination? Is it that we need to tap into our intuition, right? Because violet is purple, right? It's a shade of purple. As in, you know, if you think about your chakras, you know, how can you activate your third eye? And so this is giving me, you know, connecting to your spirit, your higher self, your intuition. And on the bottom of the deck, we have a lilac, which is actually strengthening your faith. So I think it's a good time for us to go within. Lent is a great season for us to go within. But particularly right now, whenever you're hearing this message, this is a time for you to go within, right? To do some self-work, to have some personal time, to have a balanced life, both spiritually, both physically as the North Node is in Taurus right now. And just thinking, where are the places that we need more balance, Where are the places that we need to create some stability within our rhythm? And so 
Yeah. If you're into numerology and if that's your thing, the violet card is a 45, which is comes out to a nine, which means this is a journey, right? We're almost there, but we're not completely there yet, right? A 10 is a completion in the journey. So if we think about uh, self-mastery, where are the areas that we can say that we're still on the journey and we're not quite there yet, but we are well on our way. And that's our message for the week. Y'all know what time it is? It's time for the amplifier. 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 So this is one of my favorite segments that we do on the show. And the amplifier is us raising awareness within the community, whether globally or locally or nationally, right? We all have a part. This could be good news or this could be just news that we need to shout about and raise awareness. And one of the things that we are raising awareness about, about, if you are subscribed to our newsletter, you got this information today. We are raising awareness around what is happening with the Nigerians who are in the Ukraine. We are raising awareness for the people of color who are in the Ukraine, right? We have heard so many people rally around what is happening in the Ukraine and all of that, right? We know that Russia has proceeded to make war and has attacked in the Ukraine. But what we have not all seen on the news, right? Media shapes the narrative. What we have not seen in the media, what we have not seen in the media, but we have seen in the social media on the ground is how uh, people of color, particularly African people, are being oppressed and being suppressed by the Ukrainian government. And so not only has Russia made an attack on the Ukraine, we also understand that there have been people pushing people of color out of the way to try to get access to the resources so that they could flee and that they can leave. What we don't all see is the fact that there are people of color who are being oppressed. People of color are being oppressed is a global and white supremacy is a global issue. White supremacy is not only limited to America, y'all. It is a global issue. White supremacy is a global issue. And we have seen both the Russians and the Ukraine oppressing people of color within the nation. And now that war has, has been enacted, now that war is on the table, we have seen the people of color not having access to be able to leave on the leave the borders. Looks a lot like what the American Border Patrol has been doing, huh? Remember back last year, and actually even to this very day, that we have seen Haitian refugees trying uh, to find a better life, trying to flee their country to come here for a better life. And we have seen people on horseback whipping them. We absolutely need to be concerned. If there is a country uh, that is disenfranchising people within their nation to having access to flee to having a better life. So we have support. Um, if you are, like I said, subscribed to Portionality Media, we have grassroots ways that you can support this effort, right? From people on the ground, not supporting these government you know, organizations and army organizations, but people to have, that's right, Melissa, access to safety is a human right. And so we want people who are 
in the Ukraine, specifically people of color in the Ukraine, right? The Africans who are in the Ukraine to have access to being able to have access to the things that they need to. White supremacy is a global issue. We have Jamal Rich Comedy here, Jamal Richardson, who is a New York stand-up comedian coming yep. through to let us know what's popping in pop culture. And so this is one of our newer segments on the podcast that uh, came out a little bit later. But what's popping in pop culture is a fun opportunity for us to talk about books, music, movies, television, what all that is popping in pop culture. And so Jamal. What's the right? How are you yeah. feeling? I'm feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. I can't complain. So, uh, Jamal, you're on the New York comedy scene. Tell us a little bit about what you do um, and the work that you're doing on the New York comedy scene. Oh, yeah. So, um, I'm a New York comedy. I'll say I'm a staple. I've been doing this for almost 14 years at this point. Um, played all the major comedy clubs, been all across the Eastern seaboard. And, uh, you know, just making as many people laugh as I can day in and day out, no matter what I'm doing. So that's me, what I do. Jamal Rich Comedy, gang gang. <laughs> and so uh, Jamal has uh, amazing talents as a creative uh, Jamal also has really impeccable uh, video skills. If you haven't checked out uh, Jamal's reels, uh, Jamal is always uh, making jokes and cracking us up on social media. Um, so Jamal, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What What are you into right now? Um, let's know. What's popping in pop culture right now? So what's popping in pop culture right now is the fact that we just finished Black History Month. So I want to highlight some really dope, Black TV shows that you may have missed and you may or may not know about right now. Okay. Um, so let's get in, let's get right into it. So first on my list, new favorite of mine, I discovered it over the month of February, Raising Dion, okay? If you love Black people and you like science fiction and you like Black people with superpowers and wish that you had a superpower as a Black person, watch this show, okay? So here's the premise. The premise is... Story surrounds a little boy named Dion. He's seven years old, and he develops superpowers, right? And uh, the, the best, super, the biggest superpower he has in this show is that his daddy is Michael B. Jordan. And that's the best superpower any black child could have in America. Um, <laughs> and I love it. And, you know, raising Dion, but no, he has a lot of, he has a plethora of superpowers. That's my SAT word for the day, plethora. I love it. Um, Dion has a plethora of superpowers, okay? He can teleport, he can move things with his mind, he can he can't read your mind. That's a that's a different plot point. Uh, watch the series. But he Dion can pretty much he can make up a new power. There was an episode where he literally made up a new power because he didn't know what power that somebody was talking about. Like, yo, like that is you know how you know how useful that power is as a black child to just make up a new power just because you willed it? Like, I I want that power. Like I think that would be dope as heck. Um so that's raising Dion. I'm not gonna I don't want to give too much of the plot away. I want y'all to enjoy the show. Um Allie Leffridge, the acting he's a seven year old child. Let the let the kid act like a seven year old child, okay? Um uh, it's a good show. He has Amazing superpowers, the best one being that his father is Michael B. Jordan. Um, next on my list, um, my new favorite comedy on TV, Abbott Elementary. Um, 
It is a great show on um, what channel? Channel 7 here in New York. That's but just wish that it was blacker and funnier. It's got the, the the one camera shot, like a documentary style. You got all the classic like uh, facial expressions in the camera that we all love that are awkward, but we all know is there in real life. Because um, how many of us throw some hearts in the in the thing if you look at a, an imaginary camera when something's awkward in real life? Like I know I do. I'd be like, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no, Abbott Elementary is cool, starring King to be written, produced. By Kinta B, um, Kinta Brunson. Um, you know, if you if you've been if you've been on social media as long as I have, you know her from the original uh, viral video, a large, and she went from that to a large paycheck, uh, producing an ABC show. And so she used to say that uh, the the meme, she was just like, "Oh, you got money? He got you money." Got money. <laughs> so. If so, if you love if you love those little sketches, um, if you saw a black lady sketch show, you know she was like probably the the sleeper funniest person on that show, um, and now she got her own series that she's writing and producing. So uh, definitely check it out on Tuesdays on ABC. So many, so much black excellence in that comedy, um, and it's so funny. You got Quinta, you got. Um, I was thinking about Aunt D from Alicia. Um, um, oh, 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 Shirley Ralph. Hey, there you go. But she's in the show. It, it's it's a great cast, great show. Some sleeper characters for sure. The janitor is hilarious. So definitely check out Abbott Elementary. Um, your black soul will thank you. Um, next on my list, uh, the Proud Family reboot is on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Um, oh, wait, 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 wait! Before you go there, the Proud Family reboot. They gave us a new song, and like nobody asked for that though. Like we didn't ask for you. <laughs> Nobody asked you to redo the, the the intro song. Okay, it was like this this new beat. Like do you hear me? Oh, it's beat tight. Like nobody asked for that. No, 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 no. Y'all changed the timing of the song. Like dun, 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 dun. no, we didn't. No, no. Bring back the OG song. Okay, like if you was born, if you was born in the 90s and you grew up in the 2000s and you watched the proud proud family you will do not appreciate the change of music no boo what what i'm feeling away but anyway back to you. you you know they can't afford solange or beyonce anymore right like they just it's disney what do you mean whoa 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 this is disney money disney could afford to get black as king See, look, even my computer said amen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, cool. So now that you kind of wrapped us, you know, with what's popping, um, I got a couple of things that's popping. It is Women's History Month, but as we over at PM, right, Portionality Media, we're, we're calling it Fem History Month, right? And in the spirit of Fem History Month, you know, Jamal laid out, you know, all these really dope, you know, television shows and things like we should be watching. I want to let you know what we need to be reading, okay? We all need to be reading, <laughs> Candace Marie Benbow's Red Lips Theology for church girls who considered tithing to the duty supply store when Sunday morning isn't enough. We all need to be engaging this text for Fem History Month. Bow, bow, bow. And so bow, bow, bow. Um, Candace Marie Benbow has actually been a guest on one of our other podcasts, Portionality Podcast. <laughs> um, and she actually was one of our very first guests. And so this text is uh, essay 
and also um, a little bit of, you know, memoir as well, but it's a collection of essays. And Candace Marie Bembo is writing, she's writing women free, okay, particularly black women. But I, I would really also just say, you know, uh, you know, women of color, uh, black women, and, and look at Candace's beautiful face, right? Just, just beautiful. And if you've had trauma in church, I pray that this book will heal, help you to heal, right? This is a healing tool right here um, for people who have experienced um, deep church hurt and, and want to experience God in, in fullness. This is a text for um, people who want to have conversations on uh, sensuality and being a, a sexual human being and just being human and rooted in our in our beautiful bodies as women, as femmes, right? Um, it's, it's a great text if you are identified as LGBTQ, right? Um, Candace is writing for all of us, right? And, and writing us free. Um, and I think it is a beautiful text to uplift. I don't want to give too much away because I really actually want y'all to read this. So go ahead. Grab, grab, grab this book um, as it is phenomenal. And also, uh, I do not have the physical copy in front of me, but I also want y'all to get Black Liturgies um, from Cole Arthur Riley. And that is actually, as of today, it's been announced that that is now a New York Times bestseller. The text title is called This Here Flesh. See, I got the digital copy um, because I have so many books, y'all. This here flesh, it, as I mentioned before, when we were talking about it, it's a vibe that it's the Lenten season. And so this is a wonderful text for you to engage as this centers our humanity. So as we're looking to uh, further center humanity, this here flesh uh, is a text that I hope and pray that you all would engage and that you all will reflect on. So that's two books. Um, we will also mention and put that in our newsletter as well um, as we are creating and curating content. Um, we want you all to have those resources. following me for any length of time, whether it's been a week or seven years, you might know that I always give commentary on the State of the Union Address. It is one of the highlights of the beginning of the first quarter for me, right? And I love to talk about it because if there's anything that I believe in, we need to hold leaders accountable. We need to hold leadership accountable. And the president is never exempt from that accountability. Never. Okay? There is a circle and a band of accountability and the president is a part of that. So yes, we voted for Joe Biden. Well, I hope everybody here voted for Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. But let's be real, right? We got to hold Joe accountable. We got to hold him accountable. Okay? Hold him accountable. Hold them accountable. And so somebody dropped that in the chat. Hold Joe accountable. That that's about to be the hashtag. Hold Joe accountable. And I'm so about to type that. if you don't know what the State of the Union address is typically given uh at the first quarter of the year to just really give us just where our country is and all that jazz, all that great stuff, right? So of course he brought up Ukraine and Russia, 
and he brought up how the United States is going to uh, support. Now, we mentioned earlier in our earlier segment in the amplifier where our positionality is and where we stand in terms of, um, you know, this this crises and this war. We told we mentioned that we are on the side. Uh, and we are standing in solidarity with the people of color in the Ukraine as they are being oppressed right now. Um, and people of color, specifically African people in the Ukraine, are being oppressed and not allowed to have access and are being restricted and cut off from access during this war um, in terms of being able to receive resources. So we are standing in solidarity with those who are being oppressed the oppressed of the oppressed right now, okay? Because again, we said that um, white supremacy is a global issue. And so the president took a stance and was like, yo, we on the side of the Ukraine. Okay, but the way that he also engaged, like low key, the United States, this is looking like World War Three could possibly happen. And so I had a lot of questions and I wish he would have answered them because he didn't, right? Who's going to pay for this if we're going to war? If you claim, because Joe Biden named last night that he was not going to raise the taxes on anybody under $400,000, right? If you're, if you're making less than $400,000, you're not going to get taxed a single penny. That's what he said now. That, that's what he that's said. What he so, said. That's what he said. So who's going to pay for this? So are we going to actually tax the rich if we're going to war? First of all, we shouldn't be going to war. How about that? But if we do go, who's going to pay for this, Joe? We already in debt. Who's going to pay for this? Because listen, here's, here's part of the problem, right? He wants, to raise the min he wants to raise the minimum wage to $15. Really, it needs to be higher than that. Because $15, like real talk, no cap, it's still not a livable wage. It might not be some areas, but you can't you can't live off of that in New York City, bruh. And not even to mention, they all walked into the chamber last night unmasked and said that masks were optional, and and proceeded to let us know that the CDC is like relaxing these mask mandates. I was like, yo, are we disillusioned? COVID is still here. We're still in a pandorama. Mm, we still yes, in the Panasonic. Yes, Bree. Yes, 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 Mel. Yes, um, Ashley. Yes, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Inflation. That's right. Student loans. Like I didn't hear that. We didn't hear a single thing about student loans last night. And that's all we asked for. That's why we voted for you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's right, Mel. They told us a few weeks ago that N95s were what we need to be rocking, and now nada. Exactly. So it's what happened to the student loans? Chucky e. Schumer was sitting here. Chuck Schumer, you know, you know, those of us in New York, Chuck Schumer is, you know. Not Chucky e. Schumer. <laughs> Chucky. Chucky, Chucky. Um, Chuck Schumer was in the room last night. You know, and I saw Chuck go up to, you know, Biden and stuff like that, and I was like, but did you whisper about them loans, though? Because if you really want people to be free, you need to cancel student loan debt. And y'all know, I'm, period, I'm so serious about student loans. And he didn't even mention that. 
He didn't even mention that. And that's a problem. Let me tell you what he did mention, though. Right? Right? Let me get into this. He did say he mentioned inflation. He did propose moving supply chains back to America instead of uh, relying on foreign supply chains and capping insulin at $35 per month so every family can afford it. I was like, okay, 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 okay. Um, He mentioned, you know, the child tax credit, you know, cool. But here it is. Here it is. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Policing and gun control. I don't know if you heard it, but this dude flat out said, we don't need to defund the police. We need to fund the police. That is verbatim. He don't want the smoke. Let me tell you something. Policing is a issue in America because it literally comes out of racism. Like, it's literally white supremacy. The whole point of the police was to police black bodies because of the Fugitive Slave Act. Like, that is the whole point. Tell them. And you want to keep funding the police. Here's the thing. It's not like, you know, every cop is out here loving on people and being kind, right? We have literally corrupt people being a part of the fraternal order of the police, right? The police is a national fraternity, if we're really going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. protecting each other but really not protecting the people if we're really going to talk about it funding the police but you fail to cancel student loans is the problem you're going to encourage the prison to you know the the, the, the the prison pipeline you know when you start talking about funding the police you're also saying that we're going to keep funding mass incarceration We know that mass incarceration is also collected, connected to American slavery in this country. And so nowhere did we hear about mass incarceration. Nowhere did we hear about student loans, but yet you want to fund the police. And go to war. And go to war, possibly. Potentially. If we but- must, if we have to. Who is who? If you're not paying, if we're if we're not liberated from the student loans, right? Who is paying for the police, and who is paying for maybe kind of sort of a war? These are the questions. These are the questions. We ain't got no money. Sally May got all the money. Since Sally May. (laughs) Hello. How about this? How about we publish the results of the census and find out? Do we really need to fund police in certain areas? How about we publish the census to find out where the funding really needs to go? Because let me tell you something. The census is how the government decides to to, to distribute and and the the funds. How about we publish the census? Or probably people still counting, but still, baby. They got enough time to publish it. It's only once every decade. (laughs) yo like you want to fund the police but yet we don't have the numbers from the census how can you start allocating where the funding needs to go but yet you already know because the data is there that if we eliminated student loans for especially people under the threshold of $400,000 a year especially but it really just needs to be everybody point blank period you know 
he addressed the fact that you know guns and we need to get guns off the street yes and that we need to clean up guns and you know uh and assault rifles and uh you know passing universal background checks and things like that but hear this a lot of us know that a lot of uh, that some i won't say all but some illegal guns we know where they're being circulated so when you talk about gun control and police, you are also putting an indictment on black and brown bodies. You are. Because you're specifically going to be patrolling areas that the government built to keep people in poverty. And you're going to police those areas to see if you can find a legal firearm. Or as he called it, a ghost gun. We know what Rudd is really about. You got to read between the lines, fam. Like, you got to read between the lines. Homie is out here. Real moderate. Real moderate. Okay? Now, yes, you know, I'm, I, I get excited about reproductive rights and access to health care because all of that's important. Yes. You know, but here's, and here's the thing, right? He named all of these things about reproductive rights. He named about voting rights. He named the pathway to citizenship and the LGBTQ rights. He named all of those things after he talked about policing and guns. As if it were somehow like we were supposed to forget. And see, this is the craftsmanship of speeches, right? People will drop these bombs on you and drop all of these big, you know, interesting facts that are actually detrimental and then will use the things that they think people want to hear or specific specific acts that you know congress needs to pass as if they're rallying people together for the sake of justice see and that's the thing you gotta you gotta see how this how this thing played out it started with ukraine and russia and then it went into all of these really systemic detrimental things that are actually racist underneath. And then went into all of these acts, right? The Voting Rights Act, Citizen Act, Citizenship Act, Reproductive Rights, LGBTQ rights, social media, right? Trying to now build the crowd back up to now get him back, to get them back on his side. See, all of this is strategic. It's strategic. It's strategic. And we as people need to continue to keep our ears on the ground and keep our ears to to one another and keep our hand on the plow. Because truly the media, the mass media, is crafting a narrative to make us believe that everything is okay when it's not. It's not okay. It's not. And so somebody go tell Joe. Old Joe. Robinette, as I say in my house, I call him Robinette. Somebody go tell Robinette that I said that I'm not okay with the State of the Union address. And I'm not okay with some of the things that he mentioned with everything that, not everything, but many things that he mentioned actually are uh, pointing back to a systemic racist agenda. You can't free people talking about liberation and you're actually oppressing them at the same time.
that's our show y'all thank you so much for listening to the amplify humanity podcast for more amplify humanity of all things with portionality media make sure you go over to our website www.portionality.com you can also follow us over at portionality media on all your social platforms find us on facebook pinterest instagram linkedin and more make sure you subscribe to our newsletter the sounding board to never miss an update y'all catching the trend i'm so serious y'all never miss an update remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast so that you can always what never miss an update take care and see you next time y'all